Hello, this is Ethan, and today we are pleasured to have Brother Swen here as a guest on our podcast today, and uh, he'll be preaching for probably about a half an hour, so I hope you all are pleasured to hear him, and just a blessing to have him here. All right. Good to be here. Um, thank you, Ethan, for having me. It's a pleasure to do this. Uh, I hope this will be a blessing. All right, we're going to start in Acts 13. If you have your Bibles, Acts 13, verse 46, and we're going to read to 52. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Acts 46, uh, Acts 13, verse 46. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, be, but seeing he put, in, put it from you, and judge yourself unworthy of everlasting life. Lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. And as many as were ordained to eternal life believed. And the word of the, of the Lord was published throughout all the region. But the Jews stirred up the devout and honorable women and the chief men of the city and raised persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them out of their coasts. But they shook off the dust of their feet against them and came unto Iconium, and the, and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Ghost. I want to focus on the, the two, two words, joy and the Holy Ghost. You can see the disciples, after being cast out, after the persecution, um, they were filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. I want to ask you tonight, or wherever it, wherever it is, where is your joy? Where is your joy? And why, or if you don't have joy, why have you lost your joy? Do you have joy tonight? The Lord doesn't want to see his servants. He doesn't want you to want to see you serve him without any joy. In Psalms 100 and verse 1 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the, serve the Lord with gladness. And come, come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is God, uh, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. It says, you know, we have a lot of things to be joyful for. And if you're not joyful today, if you're not filled with joy, why is that? What is the reason why you don't have joy? What is the reason when you have everything for you, if you're saved, not to have joy? Where is our joy? First of all, our Lord made us. First of all, he has put us on this earth. He has made this earth for, for. He has made this earth, 
and it shows through his handiwork. He has put us in his pastures, on his earth, in his land. He has put you for there for a reason. Why can't we just observe and enjoy his handiwork? Why can't we just be joyful and, and marvel at his at the things he has created? Why can't we just look at that and be joyful of how mighty of a God he is? How intricate everything is made. How intricate everything is put together. How can we not be joyful over that when we have a when we have a God so powerful? And then secondly, if you're saved, because and if you're saved, he sent his only son, his only begotten son, he sent down to earth to save us, to die on the cross, to take his take to take our sins and our iniquities on him. So we wouldn't have to suffer the consequences. We wouldn't have to suffer hell. We wouldn't have to suffer the flames. What is your what is the reason why you don't have joy? If you're saved, you have a reason to have joy. You have a reason never to never to be depressed. You have a reason to be to glorify God because you have salvation. You have eternal life. What is your problem tonight? Why can't you have joy? If you're saved, you should have joy no matter what because you're saved. You're not going to hell. You don't have a place you know where you're going. You don't have the doubts. Then thirdly, we have we get to serve him. We get to serve a true living God. We're not wasting our time, we're not wasting our life. We're not wasting money on a worthless false god. We're not wasting like the like the Catholics wasting money and we're not wasting our time doing good deeds on a false god. They serve a false god. The Catholics serve a god that loves money. The Pope is their God. Their Pope can't do nothing for them. Their Pope can't save them. Their Pope can't do anything. Because their Pope talks to a, a false God. They are their own gods. Praise God that we got a living God that actually can do something. We can talk to our God. We can speak to our God. We can speak to the true living God. We don't have to go through a man. We don't have to... We don't have to serve Allah. Praise God. We don't have to serve Allah, a false God. We don't have to serve a God that wants destruction, that that wants us to kill ourselves and other people. We don't have a God that is wicked like that. They don't have a God that can hear them. They sacrifice themselves for a God that can't hear them because it's a false God. Their God is not even there. They have, they serve a God that's not even there. We serve a God that's there. We serve a God that listens. They kill other people to, to get them to their so-called heaven, which doesn't get them there. We get to serve a true living God that can answer our prayers that can answer anything that we need him to answer. We can, if we just pray and do his will, he'll answer. We have a God that has ears. We have a God that can see us when we're when we are sad. There's times when you do get sad, but you can still have joy in the times that are, you're you're sad. You can still have joy when it hurts. Joy doesn't stop when 
when things are going bad. Joy doesn't stop there. And the God, our God sees when you're hurting, sees he can see you at least. You should be joyful over that, that God can see you. And he sees your, your hurt, your, when you're, you're down in the dumps. You can, he sees you. Praise God that you can have joy in the, in the time just to know that. We can bless the Lord. We can praise God because he is good. His mercies is everlasting. Like in the psalm says, says, praise the Lord for his mercy. For his mercies don't, you know, they don't end. And that his mercy is everlasting. We could just be joyful over that, that he is merciful. He's a merciful God. He's long-suffering to us when we sin against him every day, day out and day in. When we sin against him, he's merciful unto us. Why can't you be joyful over that? That he's, he doesn't, every time you mess up, he doesn't beat you. Every time you mess up, he doesn't just leave you out there to fend for yourself. He's still merciful. And his truth endureth to all generations. We can be joyful that his truth is relevant today. His truth is here today. His truth is powerful today. His truth is still true today. We can be joyful over that. Where's your joy tonight? Where is your joy? Why do you not have joy? In John 15, 11, it says, These things have I spoken unto you. This is Jesus. That my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Why is your joy not full? It says, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you. Why is it not remaining in you? Why not? That your joy might be full. You might think you're an optimist. You might think that you that you think that the glass glass is half full. But that's the wrong way to look at it. Your joy is not it shouldn't be half full. Your joy shouldn't be just just half. It should be full. The cup should be running over. Your joy should be full. The glass should be full. Why is it not full? He said. He left the joy in us, that it will remain in us. Why are we not joyful? Why is our joy not full? He left it for us. Is it because sin? Has sin robbed you of your joy? Has sin taken that joy away from you? Has bitterness, has it taken seed? Bitterness, you know, we're not supposed to have that root of bitterness, but has the seed been planted? Before there's a root, there's a seed. Has the root, a seed of bitterness been planted? Don't let it grow. Don't let it grow. Don't even dig it out. Take that bitterness and throw it out. Because it will rob you of your joy. It will rob you of the joy you can have. Don't let bitterness against your family members, your church members, your friends, your co-workers. Don't let it rob you of the joy. Has lack of faith robbed you of your joy? That's a sin if you don't have faith. And it says, Romans 14, 23, and whatsoever is not of faith is sin. So doing things without the without having faith in God means you have to bear the load, the burden on your own. You have to have faith on, on yourself. You have to have faith in you to get things done. And you know you, you fail yourself every day. If you don't have faith, it's a sin. And it'll rob you from your joy. It'll rob you from... You have to take those burdens, that pressure that's on you every day. You have to take it and bear it yourself. But if you have faith and leave it to God, you put you 
your faith in God. You put your burdens on God. You have faith in Him. You'll take those burdens and ease your ease your pain, ease your load. You can have joy. Have some faith in God. Have some faith in the true God, because it'll it'll rob you of your joy if you don't. It'll rob you. What about gossip? What about being a talebearer? We're not supposed to be that. How can you have joy as as you gossip? As you gossip about your friends, as your family members, how can you how can you have joy if you gossip? What about coveting? You know, what about hate? How can you have joy if you have hate? How can you have joy when you have pride? What about lying? You can't have joy if you have those sins. Don't let sin rob you of your joy. Don't let sin do that. Not only will it steal your joy, it will, don't, not only will it rob you of your joy, but it will quench the Holy Spirit that is in you. If you're saved, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. But you can quench the Holy Spirit. Where is the your Holy Spirit tonight? Where is He tonight? Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? If you're not, why not? Why are you not filled? Why are you not like Paul and Barnabas, filled with the Holy Spirit? Why are you not filled tonight? Has sin quenched the Holy Spirit? Is there some sin you haven't confessed? Is there some sin that is, is always entangling you with its snares and quenching the Holy Spirit? Is the Holy Spirit grieved in you? Why is that? Don't let sin quench. Don't let sin rob you of being full, filled with the Holy Spirit. Have you put aside the spirit that is in you for your aspirations? Have you put put aside Have you put aside the Holy Ghost for your own idols? You probably won't call the the things that you you take your affection. You probably wouldn't uh, say the things that take your affection away from you know serving God. You wouldn't call, call them idols. Things that you put it before Him before God. You wouldn't call them idols, but God sees it like that. God sees that. That's another God. That's a little God right there that he's serving. He's serving that God. He's not serving me. He's not serving me. He's serving himself. He's serving his own his own pleasures. He's serving idols. What do we idolize? It's funny how we idolize sports players. We idolize people. Why don't we idolize God? Why don't we idolize his word? That will rob you of being filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows when you you don't have Him in in the middle of things. You don't have God as the center of your life. The Holy Spirit knows. God knows. He doesn't. He's not fooled. You might fool other people by going to church. You might fool other people by serving in in church, in soul winning, in in doing whatever you you think is godly. Whatever you think is yeah, uh, you know, being a good Christian, God knows where your heart is. God knows who's the center of your life. Is it you? Is it yourself that's the center of your life? You're not going to be filled with the Holy Spirit if you're the center of your life. Proverbs 1, 27 through 33, it says, uh, you know, being filled with your own devices. Uh, let's turn to Proverbs. Proverbs 1. Twenty 
Let's see. Proverbs 27. Proverbs 1, 27. It says, When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would none of my counsel. They despise all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. But whoso hearkeneth unto me, listen to that, whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil. It says in verse 31, Therefore shall they eat of, their, of the fruit of their own way and be filled with their own devices. Don't be filled with your own ways. You're never going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You're never going to be filled with the Holy Ghost if you're filled with your own ways. If you're filled with your own ways, you're going to reap the fruit of your own ways. And that fruit is vain. That fruit is worthless. That fruit will never get you anywhere in, God, in life. Because you're going to be filled with your own devices. You're going to be filled with your own way of doing things. And it's never going to get you anywhere. Especially with God. It might get you somewhere in this world, but not with God. How can the Lord fill you with the Holy Ghost if you're already full with your own ways? Like that half, that glass that's half full? Is it half full with your own ways? Is it half full with your own devices? Is it half full with whatever you want to put there? Is it your video games? Is it your job? Is it a girl? You name it. Are you full with something else besides the Holy Holy Ghost? Are you filled with your own devices? Get rid of your own devices. Get rid of your own ways. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Make some room. Make some room for the Holy Ghost. Make some room so you can get full. What is it going to take for you to get some room? You look at the greats and you're like, Oh, Jack Hyle was great. You know, even Paul and Barnabas, Paul was great. Peter was great. You idolize them. If you idolize them and you want to be like them, you need to do what they did. But make sure you're not wanting to be like them because of pride. They weren't there because of pride. They were there because they're a servant of God. Because when you become like them, are you going to be filled with pride? Like, look at me. I'm the one that's great now. I got the big church. I got the mega church. I got the 3,000 saved. It's never you. It's God. You'll never be great if you're going to, if you look at it that way. You should look at being a great servant of God. They were great servants. Jack Hiles, John R. Rice, you name it. Your own pastor is great. He's a great servant. They're great servants of God. They're not great people. They're just great servants. God can use anyone. He can use you. You might not think, you might not be getting those thousands of say, uh, thousands of souls saved. You might not. You might be getting that one. Maybe not one a year. You might be that person. That's all right. 
at least strive to get that one person. Strive to get the next person after that. Strive to get the next person after that. Because what about that person? The the people that you think were great, someone won them to the Lord. Be that person. Win someone that will win thousands of people to the Lord. You might not be the one that wins thousands, but what about if you win the one that will win the thousands? You could be that person. You know, they the greats weren't filled with their own devices. They weren't filled with their own time or too busy to do what God wanted them. They they had a they had time for God. They had a time, a prayer time for God. They had a prayer time. They had a time that they read their Bible. Multiple Multiple times a day they read their Bible. Multiple times a day they would pray. You're gonna str- you have to work hard to be a great servant. You're not gonna be a great servant if you're slothful. You're not gonna be a great servant if you are too busy with girls. You're too busy with uh, work. If you're too busy with video games. If you're too busy um, trying to be the coolest person out at school. You're not. You're gonna. Not gonna. You're gonna be too busy. Probably with, with work. To make money, you're gonna be too busy for God to try and make money. What is it that? What is that? Is that is taking your time, taking your attention away from from God, being too busy? They had the greats had a walk with God. They had a prayer time. Make sure you have a prayer time and a walk with God, a time when you read your Bible, a time that you grow, a time that you don't just read it to read it, but to actually study it out. You need to study out the Word. The greats, the greats like Paul, Barnabas, even Moses, even Peter, they didn't become great by accident. They didn't become great because someone gave it to them. They became great because they worked at it. And God used them. They became great because God wanted to use them. They became great because God's power was on them. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were yielded. They were yielded servants. And they were filled. God doesn't use a slothful servant. He doesn't use a servant that is not separated unto himself. If you're not separated, how can God use you? If you're not separated from the world... How can God fill you? Because if you have the world in you, then you're going to be against God. The things of the world are against God. How can you be filled if you're not separated unto God? How can you be filled if you're not a yielded servant? God uses servants that love him and does his will. God makes those servants great. He uses them in a great way, in a mighty way. Don't allow yourself to think your actions or the things you do doesn't affect people. Because your actions do. The people see it. Like Paul and Barnabas, their actions affected people. Their actions affected people in a good way. And also in a bad way. The people that didn't want to hear it, they didn't want to hear it and they cast them out. But what about your actions in a bad way? 
It's easier to affect people. It's easier to affect people with bad actions. You're going to, if you do something bad, they're going to point that out so fast. And if you affect someone in a bad way, you might call some of them to leave. And they, they were probably the key people that will win a next soul. But because of your bad actions, you probably messed up that opportunity. Make sure your actions are always good. Because good actions, it takes a lot more of those to affect people, to affect your kids, to affect your, your peers. Make sure that you do a lot more good than bad. Because your actions will speak louder than what you say. Like I want to, I want to repeat what I went over before. Are you filled with joy? Why are you not filled with joy? Is it sin? Is it sin that's hindering you? Why are you not filled with? Why are you not filled with the Holy Spirit? With the Holy Ghost? Why are you not filled? Why are you not filled with these these two things? Paul and Barnabas was. They were being persecuted. Why can't you? Why are you going through depression? Why are you always in a bad mood? Why are you always saying something negative? Why are you not winning souls like you should be? Why are you not serving in your church like you should be? Why are you not doing the things of God like you should be? Are you not filled with the Holy Ghost? Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Take some time. Take some time to be in His Word. Take some time. It takes work to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you, are you not ready to do put in the work? Are you not ready? Are you a wimpy Christian? Are you a lazy Christian? You're probably not even a Christian at all. A Christian is a, someone that's Christ-like. We're probably not even Christians. We're probably just saved people. We're saved Gentiles. Let's strive to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you're not going to do great things. You'll never become great. You'll never be used in a great way. If you want to be used in a great way, you got to become a servant. You got to become a hard worker. You got to be in your word. You got to be in God's word. You got to absorb that. You have to learn it. You have to study it. Not just for head knowledge, you got to apply it to your life. You have to put on the words. Apply it to your life. Take take some time to pray. Not just for yourself, for other people. Be a prayer warrior. You hear that? Be a prayer warrior. A warrior trains. A warrior fights. A warrior struggles. A warrior fights no matter what. No matter what time of day. No matter what obstacles come in his way. No matter what. Are we not soldiers of God? Are we not soldiers? Be a soldier. Be filled. We need a filled soldier. Nothing worse than a defeated soldier. Nothing worse than a defeated soldier that will not do anything. How can God use you if you're not, if you're defeated? How can God use you if you got sin? If you got, if you're 
playing with the enemy. If you're with the enemy, how can you be filled with, with the Holy Ghost? You might think you're a Christian, so-called Christian, but you're playing games with the with the devil. You're playing games with sin. You're playing games with the world. You're fraternizing with the enemy. Don't fraternize with the enemy. God sees it. And he's not going to fill you if you're if you're there playing with the world. Other people not, might not see it. You, Other people might not know what's going on. But sooner or later, they'll start smelling it. Sooner or later, they'll start seeing it. It doesn't take too long till people see you're, you're with the enemy. People see that you're with the world. How can God fill you with the Holy Ghost if you're... If you're too busy for him, don't be too busy for God. Don't be with the enemy. If you need some joy, there's always something to look look forward to. Because you're saved, you're going to heaven, you can, you can have that joy. The goal is to be filled with the Holy Ghost because when you're filled, you'll do anything. You'll do anything for God. You'll do Whatever it takes to win the next soul. We need to win next the next soul. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, nothing will stop you. Not, not even a mob. No one will stop you if you're filled with the Holy Ghost. But if you're not filled, you'll, you'll, you'll be a weak Christian. You'll retreat before when you see one person coming against you. You'll retreat. You won't do anything for God. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with joy. Go on and win that next soul. Go on and win that next one and the next one and the next one. Be filled. Don't fraternize with the enemy. Amen.